How you doing? My name is Tyler Prince. I'm here at the Y Generation. This is our first official episode. Fucking awesome. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to talk about college and your rights. And we're going to talk about how, how universities and institutions infringe upon those rights, your basic American rights. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about University of Oklahoma and their SAE chapter, as well as University of Missouri and a Muslim student who had a problem with American Sniper. Before that, we're going to hit our question of the podcast. And just to clarify, the format that we kind of follow on the show is we ask a question in the beginning. We kind of sift through. We look at some facts. We look at some opinion. So in my opinion, just started in this one. And then in the future, we'll you know add some guests and their opinions. So we're going to try and, if not answer the question, at the very least discuss the question. Our question tonight is, why have so many American institutions of higher learning limited our intellectual freedom and retreated into fear of freedom? love this topic because it's extremely controversial issue and most of our generation has either gone to college or is attending college currently but let's take a look at today's average freshman their average age is roughly 19 years old that's just right out of high school average yearly tuition is about eight thousand six hundred and fifty five dollars and that can range all the way up into twenty nine thousand dollars you know per semester or year depending on where you go uh, on the lows of that cost is a public four-year state school. Uh, usually in your own state is the best way, the most cost-effective way. So obviously if you live in New York, you know, go to school, go to SUNY school. And the high part of that cost can be out-of-state schools, private institutions, religious-affiliated institutions. Pretty much anything out-of-state is going to start running you past that $10,000, you know, $10,000 range roughly. Listen to this, 60% of these freshmen cover their costs with financial aid, 60%, all their costs with financial aid. So no matter what, they, they have to pay someone once they have the degree in order to even own a house someday. We're giving people massive amounts of debt, don't understand it, especially for people who are 19 years old and... You know, I mean, $10,000 for a 19-year-old is, it, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. 79.3% of these people plan to live on campus or in the dorms. And that's either as a freshman or further on past then. The only exception to this is, is pretty much RAs because they get to live you know, on the campus for free, of, of course. Uh, but everyone else is pretty much going to have that added cost of, you know, living on campus. Not to mention the fact that most colleges these days actually require that you at least spend like a semester or a year on campus if you're going to be a full-time student. And that's just some basic facts about your average freshman today. And what I'm really trying to get at is, is what these institutions have limited us from being able to do, uh, constitutional rights that are pretty much just ignoring, and how we're, you know, expressly told throughout most of our, you know, young adult lives that, you know, freedom of knowledge and 
really understanding you know other people's points of view is very important that's something that you should be learning at college instead presidents and and people who are the heads of these universities are terrified of anything that might come out of someone's mouth or something that they might do with the rights that they were afforded because they're a college kid so not only are we putting the entire generation in debt but then we have our rights limited and we get very used to having our rights limited and it doesn't bode well for the future if more institutions or businesses in general are going to start doing this to us universities and, and college campuses all over the united states are pretty much exploiting their ability to bend the rules by even limiting any kind of right to begin with by even telling you that you can't write a paper about something that's not only not affording someone the opportunity to truly learn about a topic or understand is from someone else's point of view but it, it 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 doesn't help our society as a whole either by having a bunch a whole generation that's in debt and dumb and ignorant because no one had you know the balls to tell them what was actually going on in the world and, and tell them that they had it and they were being ignorant or that they are discriminating against a group of people and there's no point to it i don't i don't understand any point and i uh i open up the dialogue to you guys that just to ask a question and that is why did we do this i looked all over the internet i did everything i could and i couldn't find a valid reason uh, excuses aren't aren't reasons they're two different things I mean, sometimes they're one and the same, but in this situation, they're not. They, there's no real rules that they can't change if they want to. And because of the power that they have, because everyone has to pretty much go to college at this point in time, they can do what they please. It's almost created this odd monopoly and not like the monopolies of, you know, the steel monopoly or the railroad monopoly. But instead, it's more of a monopoly on knowledge and the distribution of knowledge and what can be distributed and what's a, what's appropriate, uh, I guess, is the point. And just to reference what I was saying before about college kids, that's just a term. They're actually adult citizens of the United States of America. They have the ability to serve our country and fight overseas and many generations before and, and even our current generation have done that thing, have done those things. And for those people who do serve and then they come back home and they go to college to have all like not all of their rights, but a good amount of their rights completely infringed upon for, with no explanation to me is baffling. And it's even more baffling that even though our entire generation is going through this, very few people are talking about it except the people who are done with their time on a campus. And some of that's fear of prosecution from the university. We're going to talk about it a little later on, but this Oklahoma situation with SAE, I'm not sure if you guys heard about it, it's a pretty interesting subject, but they, they said some fucked up shit that was racist, but at the end of the day, they had the right to say whatever they wanted to say, because they, not only were they not on college campus, but they were expressly within a private group of fraternity members and sorority members, none of which seemed to have a problem with the chant that... that that they chanted and we'll get to that first we're going to talk a little bit more about these rights that are infringed upon to give you guys kind of a better grasp of what i'm talking about here and this is something for suny by the way i went to a suny school myself uh 
I, I, I think it's amazing, amazing that uh, they're able to limit smoking or you know the use of nicotine products in general on a college campus. It's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. People don't, people can find excuses of why freedom of speech should be limited just because people are sensitive these days. And that's mostly because where freedom of speech is so limited, but I mean, that's besides the point. It's, it, <laughs> but to tell someone that you can't take a nicotine product that's a completely legal substance in the United States and then just tell them that they can't use it anymore, like on that campus or within this certain range is, is amazing. It's amazing that no one even says anything about it. And the main reason for that is the, the amount of cigarette smokers is like, like 18% of the population in the United States or one of the, the least smoking nations, first world nations. And, and so it's very easy to overlook it, overlook this. Oh, well, smoking not you know smoking on campus is disgusting in a way and then you get cigarette butts everywhere and people walk into the smoke and all those other situations but it just because it's inconvenient or just because your university in reality the image is a little tainted which it shouldn't be but it is just because of those two things doesn't mean that you should be able to just rework the rules and rework our rights uh, if everyone if everyone did that we wouldn't have any rights that's the whole point of having them i don't understand why these universities are able to do this anyways back to what i was saying the, the freedom of speech on college campuses is another huge issue and this is in my opinion the vocal point of of my problem with the way college campuses are running their institutions and it's just because freedom of speech is so important and so integral to the learning process and, and the understand to understand that you can tell someone your opinion without being afraid of prosecution or discrimination is is a nice thing but if we never talk about the, the subjects if we if we limit that speech it's going to continually be a, an awkward conversation and not only an awkward conversation but one that immediately is assumed to be you know racist or you know any form of discrimination in reality or any form of hate on a group or on an individual you're only promoting that by not talking about these issues because it's creating this social wall for example gay people getting married that is an issue for some people it's not an issue for other people the point is it doesn't fucking matter because they have the right to be married under the constitution but that's not the way it's seen and we still have so many people complaining and i and i do say complaining and these aren't just people of a certain ethnic background or anything like that this is all races find a way to complain about some form of discrimination that they faced the fact of the matter is everyone faces discrimination and especially when you're in a country that is called the melting pot of the world i don't understand how you can expect to not have a couple ignorant people that just believe what they're going to believe the thing is, is like as long as they're not attacking you, hurting you in any way, tarnishing your reputation or defamement, as long as they're not doing any of those things, don't really have a have an option on whether or not they you, know, you can they can say what they're gonna say. You have no ability to change that. Well, you didn't, but college campuses can. 
this isn't conspiracy or anything, but it may seem as though it is. If you're going to start with a college campus where the most educated people in, in our country are going to, to these institutions and they're not noticing that their freedom of speech is limited, they're not noticing that they're not able to express their very basic American rights as an adult in this country. That's surprising and it's also something that will just take all those very intelligent people and get them stuck in, a, in, in this mindset that that's okay and that that, that, that shouldn't be, that it pretty much that you should be able to monitor what that person's saying at all times and that's not the way the path we want to go down. That, that is a whole different government that we did not sign up for. The whole point of America is to be able to voice those things, to practice relig your religion. I mean, the religious freedom, the separation of church and state, that, that's, that's not even something that's happened yet. And, and yet we're already taking away other rights. We didn't even get some of these basic things down and we're already taking away rights from, from people who, you know, d d I mean, immigrants, people who are coming into this country. Think about their situation and coming into a country where you're told that you're, you know, by all of your peers from your your former country, you know, wherever you're from, pretty much that this is the land of the free. And then you get here and you, you, know, you send your kid to college and he goes to get an education and he can't say what he wants to say. Is that what your dream was for him? Is that the American dream to pretty much go back on your word? It, it's an issue that's not talked about enough and no major media really talks about it in a uh, headline sort of way. I, I've seen headlines about Michael Jackson. I've seen headlines about the Kardashians. Never seen headlines about pretty much that this college is able to take away your rights and there's nothing you can do about it. And to the, to the point where they have a independent police force on that campus, for many many schools that completely operates under its own under its own accord with its own policies and standards and i mean search and seizure is is like the it's the easiest thing because you have no worries of any kind of warrant like you, you don't have to have a warrant they're you're they're technically on the campus so therefore they have the ability to just search you that is one step away from militarizing a nation now, if you're just starting out on college campuses, yeah, it may seem small right now, but it's, in my, in my honest opinion, only a matter of time until it starts to spread to government, to corporations, to whatever else it's going to. Terms and conditions is a really good example of this. Most companies are doing now. It's, I mean, you sign your life away, you don't even realize it. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, at the same time, they don't limit your freedom of speech. I'm sure some do, to be fair but you don't pay them to limit your freedom of speech. And if you do, then you're an idiot and you need to probably address that next time that you're using that service. Because while copyright infringement and stuff is a big deal, uh, especially with this whole remix culture that's that's kind of developed, I, I mean, that, that, that that's an... That's a concern. It really is. It's a concern that people are going to steal your intellectual, uh, excuse me, intellectual property. But if you're not even allowed to express that intellect openly without being afraid of prosecution or some kind of adverse effect on your life, well, then you're never going to do it. Things aren't going to change. And we're going to be stuck under the thumb of 
whoever's sitting in the seat above us. And I think our generation's goal, and this isn't something that we outline, or our generation has a tough time even creating a voice, but I think our generation's true goal is to reformat the way that not only you deal with business and deal with work, but also the way you interact with your peers as far as just all the different mediums we have for communicating. I mean, from Facebook to, to text messaging, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And yet, even on those certain sites or anything else, I mean, even then your freedom of speech can not only be limited, but I mean, in reality, if, with the terms and conditions, they can pretty much make any rule they want. With a website, it makes a little more sense than it does for an educational, it, for, for a university in general, for anything that's going to provide education, they should not be, <laughs> should not be trying to dig into your pockets. And while they do that, say, hey, by the way, don't, don't let anyone know about this because you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to have those, that freedom of speech. You're not allowed to have it. Well, why not? Well, because it makes it complicated for us and it hurts our image. Well, what if I don't care about your image? Well, in that case, you can leave. But I need to get my bachelor's in order to be successful. Well, yeah, so just listen to us. That's pretty much the way it's going. What if the government started doing that? Would we even react? We might not. We didn't react to when it happened in college campuses. We didn't even notice. So what if that were to happen with the government, would, would we notice? I think there would be a couple. There'd be a couple people that would notice. There'd be a couple people that'd say something. But at the end of the day, we'd already be stuck under their thumb because they've already limited they've already limited the right. And not only that, but they've been successful limiting that right in other platforms and in other situations. So therefore, why not? The NFL does the same exact thing, holding their players to what they call a higher standard. I mean, at the end of the day, these are just NFL athletes. They're not superheroes. Just because some kid finds LeBron James to be his role model doesn't mean LeBron James has to be perfect. That's ridiculous. That kid's choosing his role models. He, LeBron James shouldn't have to change what he's saying or what his message is or anything about himself to please someone that's just watching him perform. He's the act, not you. The, the NBA doesn't matter. The NFL doesn't matter. You. We, we want to watch the athletes. We don't watch it because, oh my God, the NFL is just so family friendly. And the people who do feel that way are not people that you need you know, watching your content anyways because they're only going to sit there and you know critique it pretty much and, and tell you, oh, well, you, you can't do that because uh, my son got uh, injured doing that or you, you can't say this because it really hurts people's feelings. Well, at the end of the day, the whole reason we're in this country is because pilgrims wanted to have religious freedom and they didn't want to have to worry about people infringing upon that and then infringing upon their ability to even voice that. Why did we, we completely go off the, off the rails here? Where did it go wrong? Who, whose fault is it? Is it on purpose or is it by mistake? Is this going to continue happening? These are all questions that I have, and yet I feel as though no one else, if they are asking these questions, then no one else is, is bringing them up in a relevant conversation. And I don't know why that, that is either. I, I, really, I really don't understand it. If, 
at some of these institutions, freedom of speech is limited to the point where you only can speak freely when you rent out a space. Literally rent out a, a spot in a campus center or a you know a main building for the school. You get, you know, it depends on the on the institution, but you know, on average from what I understand, it's a it's like about a twelve foot space, ten to twelve foot space that you are kind of allowed to uh speak freely the thing is is that you are allowed to speak freely while you're there but only if it's pre-approved so it's not really free speech is it no it's the illusion of free speech it's the illusion that oh you have to get your parents permission but in this case it's your administrators we are not little kids but we let our, we allow ourselves to be treated that way because we have been babied and catered so much and, and this goes for not everyone obviously i'm sure there's Someone out there, it's like, yeah, you know, my, I'm so tough. My life's so hard. It's like, yeah, that's, that's great and everything. But at the end of the day, most people aren't in this in situation. And if we were to break out statistics and you were to say, well, you know, this, this percent is, is under this, uh, is under the poverty line or whatever else. Well, well, that, that has nothing to do with someone's ability to, to voice their opinion, but it has everything to do with their ability to go to these institutions. So when you take these these predominantly poor families and you tell them oh you have to go to this school you have to there's only school that's going to accept you no one else wants you and you only got okay grades you only got some aid well you're going to do whatever they say you, you've been a predominantly poor family for generations sometimes you know if not generations then for you know at least your parents are in that situation and therefore you're going to just listen to what they have what you have to do whatever motions you have to go through in order to get through the process without having any issues. If we do that through college and then it translates to government, the transition would be so fluid that we wouldn't even notice it was happening. We would just go into college out of high school where freedom of speech is limited and that makes sense because you're an underage individual that really, in my opinion, hasn't earned any rights yet. And I mean, I say earn, but in reality, I know they're given to you and you're, they're afforded to each American. But at the end of the day, you have to be you know, at least 18, 19 years old before you're really starting to grasp the concept of what a right even is and, and how to express them and how to con control what is appropriate in the use of your rights and what's inappropriate. You shouldn't have to completely just take all, the whole thing away just because someone, a couple people are inappropriate. And that leads me into the, this whole Oklahoma SAE situation. I mean, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but at the University of Oklahoma, there's a group of gentlemen and ladies. Uh, the gentlemen from were from SAE. I'm not sure what sorority the, the ladies were from, but they were expelled, some of the members, for yelling racial slurs on a bus. Now, if you haven't seen the video, I will play a little blurb for you right now. I think we get it. It's racist as fuck and fucked up to say. It's a fucked up chant. It's a bunch of white dudes on a bus. It's a fucked up chant. I know. We all know it. At the same time, are you going to sit there and tell me that people of other races haven't said also hurtful things about, let's say, a white individual, but it gets just, I mean, it's not only swept under the rug, it's, it's laughed at because for some reason, all the white people are racist in this world. I don't understand how that happened, but 
we're still paying for sins that our you know, ancestors committed. And people always say, well, you know, it's in recent history. Well, not really, not that recent. If it were that recent, then why do we have an entire generation that's post, let's say, like discrimination at, at, at a, you know, that level that it was at? Is there still discrimination? Well, yeah, there's discrimination everywhere. There's discriminations in other countries for people that are, are the same as as you are, same religion. You discriminate against them because you have a different belief of that religion. It happens. It's a part of life. It's an opinion. It's a. It's a. It's. <laughs> It's just words is what it comes down to. And if you're honestly offended by that chant, like like it makes you sick to your stomach, then you need to really, really, really reconsider your stance on freedom of speech. Because if you're not okay with them saying that, then now I don't mean in the the context. If you're not like obviously the context is is awful. But if if you limit that in any way, you're also limiting your ability to in the future speak freely. And I don't like the double standard that's been set between, you know, let's say these SAE kids and what they're allowed to get away with in comparison to a, you know, historically black fraternity and the chants that they perform, which if you haven't ever looked up any of those chants, I suggest you do. They used to chant them outside of my dorm when I was in college and they have race, they have racism in them. Not only that, but you're not even allowed to be white and join the fraternity. Technically you could, but it just doesn't happen. That's not considered racist, but these, you know, predominantly white fraternity throughout the entire nation. I mean, SA is almost, almost specifically white males. If you're going to tell me that, that because these white males had a fucked up, shitty, drunk opinion and that, that, that somehow they should be expelled from their university for it. Well, honestly, there's something wrong with you. You're ruining the rest of these individuals lives for what? for a drunk statement i'm not sure if you ever went to college but i promise you you can get drunk people to yell anything i promise you i was in a fraternity myself and i was someone who made you know a chant on a bus and then everyone else would yell it now was i yelling racist chants no usually there were chants you know shitting on other fraternities to be honest still discrimination i'm just i, I i'm specifically targeting a group based upon a trait or based upon a belief or whatever else and for this in this situation it's discriminate discrimination against their fraternity but it's no big deal obviously no big deal it's just just two white kids you know whatever but as soon as those two white kids start saying anything about you know black people you know asian people and any any group in reality we're, we're, we're the devil with the absolute devil and in the university is just allowed to go okay well you know you're affecting our media uh you're affecting the media that that's coming towards us and you're bringing all this negative attention so therefore we can expel you and i understand that technically the the university is in all their rights that's the problem they shouldn't technically be allowed to do that you pay them to go to school there as long as they maintain their grades there's no reason that you should be able to kick them off especially for the fact that they didn't say it at anyone that was of that race they didn't run up run into a, a predominantly black dorm hall and start yelling this chant that's not how it worked they were on a bus now obviously there's a time and a place and we've all heard that in this situation i hope that your time and place is far away all by yourself 
but regardless, there's time and a place and it wasn't the time and the place, but is it your university's goal to ruin the, the, these young men's lives? It's uh, interesting. So not only are they limiting your freedoms, but then once you express any kind of, you know, freedom of speech on or off campus, they're able to prosecute you for it pretty much. I mean, the long, the long arm of, of a university can get you pretty much anywhere for doing anything that may at some point come back to them as, hey, well, this guy went to your school. Yeah, lots of people go to college. It doesn't matter if one of them said some racist jargon. That's ridiculous. There's entire schools and fraternities and everything else that are, are geared towards you know, just different races and, and black people specifically. And then you're going to tell me that at the very least, we can't even express our freedom of speech when we're already going through a re reverse racism in a way. And not in reverse racism in the way of people antagonizing people as much as it's the system trying to overcorrect something that can correct itself. And by doing so, they're limiting many of the things that make us American. Not only that, but what's with all the surprise? Why is every single person who's white and afraid of being called a racist just like, oh my God, oh my God, that's got to God awful. I, I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, you have. It's, it, it's ridiculous. You, you've never heard racism? You've never heard that word in your life? Are you serious? The use of it is common in some parts of this country and by entire groups of people. Every rapper in the history of rappers, except pretty much like Eminem, uses that word in everyday songs to express many different meanings. And then you're going to expel students for saying that word? Once again, not agreeing with the statement. I'm just agreeing with their ability to say that statement. Honestly, personally, I could care less if you're a purple guy from who gives a fuck nowhere land. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. It really, it really makes no difference. These young gentlemen did something that wasn't in a classroom, wasn't in any kind of educational setting, away from the fraternity, uh, excuse me, away from campus as well. And yet they're still able to be expelled because the university is getting bad press. How fucked up is this world? This older gentleman who's already, you know, who's running a university is afraid that of some publicity. People forget things very quickly and yet one thing that these gentlemen will not forget is how much they got screwed by the, the university they went to if the university is just is going to take your rights away they're going to charge you for that and then not protect you when you need to be protected what is the point of the fraternity i mean excuse me what is the point of the university then obviously it's for an education but how long is that going to last with the evolution of the internet and online schooling? How long is that really going to last for? The beauty of the beauty of capitalism is that if they aren't playing by the rules, they can easily fall right off the totem pole, and next thing you know, no one goes to you know Oklahoma 
at all anymore, and they just all take online courses for some, you know, Phoenix, you know, University of Phoenix or whatever. That's possible. But at the same time, with as much power as they have, the people who could actually implement and do these things have to get in debt first. <laughs> they have to be in debt pretty much to, in order to achieve those things for our entire generation. Why are we paying people to not protect us, to not give us rights, and that over that overcharges for it? What is the point? And why is it okay? Why is no one mind that these kids were these gentlemen were expelled when that is, the, in my opinion, the real issue? Not that some drunk people yelled something on a bus. That that's common. That happens at every university and every probably where in the world. Drunk people do drunk things. It's one of my life mottos. Drunk people do drunk things. It's that simple. You can't rationalize the <clears throat> the statements of a drunk man. And I and I hate that that saying. It's like you know you when you're drunk, like you speak the truth or some bullshit. I can't remember how the fuck it goes. It doesn't matter. It's not true. I mean, you actually you lie way more while drunk. It, it's a it's a fact. It's been proven. So at the very least, they could have complete opposite ideals to that that were expressed uh, in that you know in that blurb and that in that chant, and it doesn't matter. Because now that they're known for this, now they're known for being these racist kids from SAE, and they don't even have a degree to show for it. Instead, they have to, I mean, most likely go to some kind of community college, I would assume. I mean, I'm assuming most colleges are going to be pretty neglectful of them. And if they are accepted into a college, I'm sure it won't be probably as good as the one they are attending. And... That's all assumption, of course, too. I could be wrong. They could get into a better school and one of the guys could go to Harvard and write a book about the exact subject. That could happen. But the point is, is that they shouldn't be put in that situation. And especially by the same people they're paying to not only choose what they can, they can be saying, but it, in reality, they, they can just throw you on the curb at any moment with no rhyme or reason. As long as it's the rhyme or reason for them, it doesn't really matter. And all that over some some drunk young adults, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. The the campus freaked out. To be fair, in in respect to the the university, the students freaked out. But that's fine because guess what? People do get mad at what other what other people say. But if we actually talked about that situation, we opened that dialogue up. People would get mad, but less people would get mad. And as time went on, those last people who are mad are going to teach their kids the same, the same values, the same ideal, the same, well, this is a word that is very, very negative and has a lot of connotations towards it that, I mean, in reality, it is straight up hurtful. But the word faggot is also an awful word, and many people will get mad at me for even saying it, just because it, the connotation that's brought along with it did college kids get kicked off of a campus for saying faggot no no up until about 10 15 years ago it was kind of promoted to to bash you know gay people no one minds no one cares no one, no one cares about the gay people it's because it's not your problem because you're straight but if you're black it, it is your problem now because you're black so therefore that hearing that word just, just makes you 
I don't even know what it does. I don't even know. I don't understand it. The power of the power of words is is intense, but the power of listening is more intense. Listen to what those kids are saying. They're saying we're drunk, we're ignorant, and we're white. We probably came from nice backgrounds as well. Whatever, fine. You you can't tell me that that there aren't black people that don't call white people crackers. I've heard it multiple, many, 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 many times. About forty billion times the amount I've heard. You know the N word used. In I believe in freedom of speech and the in the free use of that speech. But I also believe that choosing your speech is important, and that's why I I'm choosing not to use that word at this moment. Now, do I have a problem saying the word? No, I don't at all. I don't. I think it's silly that people have a problem with it,、uh, and that's some people are going to think that that's a very ignorant thought. And to those people, I say, okay, it's fine. But that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Just because it hurts your feelings doesn't mean you should be able to affect mine at all. Not only should you not be able to affect my opinion, but but the fact that I have that opinion should come as an obvious sign that we're past some of these issues that we've faced in, before. And if you don't agree with that statement. You are extremely ignorant, and and I'm not saying that as an opinion. I'm saying that is just the truth. You're very ignorant if you if you don't believe that, and that's because it's way different than it was thirty, forty, fifty, sixty years ago. Way different, and there's no excuse for people of in you know certain backgrounds to not be able to hear words. It's ridiculous. That you were never a part of any, and no one on that college campus, I would assume. Has ever been a part of any true racism, any any of the racism that we've exhibited in our recent history, that that hasn't happened. And if it has, it's by an individual rather than a society. And that that's that's going to happen. That you're going to run into those individuals, just like these gentlemen. Doesn't mean they should be ruined for it. The frat is recognized by the school, and it's also incorporated. So another thing I don't understand is. Why did it fall on the shoulders of these these gentlemen when the fraternity should be the one dealing with this? They're incorporated for a reason. It's it's to protect the the members and to also to prevent things just like this. It, it the very I can understand you know the, the fraternity being in trouble, suspending the fraternity, removing the fraternity from the campus, giving you know taking their charter away, whatever it takes you know ma- taking away a pledge program, whatever you think. Whatever your university thinks is an appropriate response, that's that's one thing that that I understand. Oh yeah, because your return your fraternity is you, you, you're saying those that chant and you're you're protected by the fraternity because <laughs> very simply because you are incorporated, just like Enron, where you can just get away with you know, with just murder. And because you're an incorporated business, the gentlemen just go, ah,、oh, well, you know, I'll just pay this stupid fucking fee. These are young college kids that most likely don't have much capital, and not only do they not have much capital, but their their opinion is is being shaped. Their understanding of the words that they use, the speech, the everything about them is being shaped. And limiting 
limiting that whole process isn't hurting anyone else but your own society it's not hurting anything else it's not hurting people in uk it's only hurting our society in the way that we blend and for a place that's called the melting pot of the world we should not be sitting idly by while racism is exhibited but at the same time we shouldn't be you know prosecuting and you know tar and feathering these people it's ridiculous The president of the university, and this is a silly opinion, but kind of an honest one. It, it's it's like the perfect position, for perfect job title for anyone who ever wanted to be the biggest boner ever, because you had the control of the of an entire young generation. And not only that, but not not only do you have a, like a, a major hand in shaping this generation, but you. You get to step on people's dick. I'm gonna say it like that, just just to just to keep it non-formal. You can step on people's dick, and there's nothing they're gonna do about it because at the end of the day, I mean, you're the university and you hand out the diploma. Well, what's gonna stop us from just not attending your university? Will people people will people seriously not attend the university because some kids got kicked off for being racist no that's ridiculous let's be serious let's let's be, let's be serious there people are still going to go now but the more and more you infringe the more and more you, you step on step on our dick the more it's going to become an issue and that's why you know the president of a university can can just be one of, one of two things he can be a, a game changer as far as shaping young people or he can be a game changer in ruining young people. My point is that these institutions are great, great places for the most part. And, and most of the time you don't have to deal with, you know, in a, someone getting expelled for saying something off campus. But as soon as it's done, it's done. The precedent's been set. From now on, when kids act that racist and the media's all over it, you expel them. Every university will follow, follow along. Because if it gets Oklahoma out of trouble, it will get them out of trouble. And to have to give that much power to an institution that is in, in this day and age required is very, very, very dumb. You're just giving them just massive amounts of power with, with no one to really, I don't know, say anything about it because their entire, well, most of their customers if you want to call them that or the most people that are utilizing their services are people who are young and afraid to speak their mind because of this exact situation in recent history we've attempted to abolish much of the discrimination that occurs in this country and yet we've also created another way to separate people so now it won't be about race it'll only be about be about the school you went to within a few years that's all it will be that's ridiculous. We're creating a societal filter for for our for people trying to achieve this American dream, but they have to pay sixty thousand dollars to even have a chance at it for the most part. For many young people, you're told your entire life that you need to go to college, that you need to go to college because that's where you get your education and you'll be able to to understand and interpret life differently, and you'll have the opportunities that your parents never had. It's not an opportunity if you're paying 
ridiculous amounts of money for it. It's not an opportunity at all. That's just a service like anything else. It's just very disgruntling to know that we have so little voice and so little control. And yet no one, no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to use these mediums we've created like Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and I mean, stumble upon all kinds of crazy new ideas and sites and, and ways to communicate and share ideas. How can we do all those things on the one hand and then not speak up for, for our rights that are being taken right in front of us on the other? So just think about that when you're, if you don't go to a college now or if you already went to a college, st still actively think about it. Think about it all the time. Think about what rights you have. Think about, you know, if your rights aren't being afforded to you, why, why that is. Because if you don't ask why, it's the reason the show's called The Why Generation, you're never going to get answers because no one's going to come forth and just you know, let you in on in the club. No one's going to let you in on the secret. No one's going to, you know, in, in reality, no one's going to lose money just so you can be comfortable in your own skin. It's just a media game. It's just a media game. You think that most people actually care about your feelings no they're only watching this event on the news the only reason we all know about these things is because the media has a field day with it so just think about that when you're on your university campus and you want to speak freely think about these gentlemen don't think about what they're saying but think about what the repercussions of what they said were because even though what they're saying is wrong they have that right to say it they just do. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're going to listen to some music. Uh, by the way, if anyone was interested, if you wanted to have your music up here on the show, it's free promotion. I have no problem doing it. Just go to the generation, oh, excuse me, the whygenerationpodcast.com and just go to the music tab, submit a form just with, with a track and some information about yourself. And I'll put it right on the show here. I, I love doing it. I'm a musician myself. Anyways, this is a trek by Carlisle Simmons. He's actually a, a friend of mine from, from college, ironically enough. This is his track Instinct off of his brand new EP. It's a 10-track EP. It's great. It's all free to download off of SoundCloud. Just go to soundcloud.com slash Carlisle underscore Simmons. Or if you're already on our website, feel free to go to the music tab. All the music that we have on the show is posted right on there for you. Once again, just as a reminder, that is the whygenerationpodcast.com. When we get back from the break, we're going to discuss a Muslim student, actually, at the University of Missouri, who had an issue with American sniper being shown on our campus and how she felt it affected her rights. We have that and more right after this. Eyes dark, sit up in the room full of smoke. Struggle with addiction, I'm supposed to choke. Put my soul, my money into this, Michael broke. Guess my depression dragging out poke. This ain't a crap for help for some hopes. This is just me bleeding out my soul. Not by a knife, by a pen tip fold. I still remember that touch of steel so cold. At the age of five, I held a knife to my throat. My parents, everything they just wanna drop. Pop said back, took another shot. Mom's just bawling, let her body drop. This moment was straight before it's crop. Pop strong, off his ass, that's clear. Hope mom's around, being alone is my fear. 
future that I peer I hope it isn't anywhere close or near Now I sit with death's cold taste Feeling numb like my life's a waste All the pills with liquor I chase X said it always feel that way That's always been a case Alrighty, we're back guys My name's Tyler I'm hosting The Y Generation If you already forgot Or if for some reason you joined halfway through Come on man, listen to the first half What's wrong with you? Anyways, we were talking about institutions of higher learning and how they're affecting your intellectual freedom, excuse me. And just to kind of contrast my first point, which was about the young gentleman from SAE and how they were, while being rude and abrasive towards, you know, African-Americans, they with they withhold the right to, to speak that way. Unfortunately, they're they're allowed to speak that way, but it's just the way it is. And how they were, you know, reprimanded pretty, pretty intensely for something that is covered un- under the First Amendment. Now, though, we're kind of switching gears. We're talking about a Muslim student, kind of gets the opposite, <laughs> kind of the exact opposite of a bunch of rich, privileged white kids. But it's a, it's a Muslim college student from the University of Missouri, and she actually had some issues with. American Sniper being shown on our campus. And I'm gonna read some some of her statements. She actually wrote a letter to the president of her university stating how uncomfortable it made her feel. I'm just gonna read little blurbs of it now and see what you guys think. And I don't know how to pronounce her name, so I'm not gonna give it a whirl because I don't wanna come across as ignorant. At the same time, it's probably best that I keep her name out of it, so I'm, I'm not gonna mention it. If you are curious about the story though, just, just type in Muslim college student University of Missouri I'm sure it will pop right up on your Google search for you. Here's your quote. I do not feel safe on this campus, and for good reason. The fact that this film is being shown, the fact that I have to explain why this film is not only problematic but harmful, makes me feel even more unsafe. What the fuck? How the hell does a guy who's an American hero make you feel unsafe is my only is my is my first question. Just as someone who served in the military. Just having someone say that is is the most ridiculous thing imaginable to me. To me, of course, this is my point of view. Her point of view is different, of course, because we're currently in a war with you know predominantly Muslim people. Therefore, when she translate translates war film and you know the enemy that we have today, she translates that as some kind of form of racism or some form of discrimination. In and she thinks it's a problem. She thinks it's an issue for people to feel nationalistic about this gentleman who, you know, went on four tours and left his family to go, in reality, protect protect the integrity of that religion. Because he wasn't about killing Muslims. He was about killing fucked up people. People who were strapping bombs to their children and throwing them at people. People who were doing all sorts of heinous things to both their own people as well as people from all around the world to to have a statement where you say that you don't feel safe and i'm gonna go back to her letter to the president she says the fact that this film is being shown the fact that i have to explain why this film is not only problematic but makes me feel unsafe is very confusing to me i don't understand why she feels unsafe a university restricting 
in, in this case, it's not necessarily a constitutional right or anything like that, but just restricting and censoring what is what, what even movies are, are being shown on a campus is very, 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 very shocking. And it's even more shocking that this young woman had a problem with it to me. I understand that she is of the Muslim denomination, but the movie does not highlight the murder of Muslim people. The movie highlights the saving of Muslim people. And not only that, but the people that he killed and how, how much destruction they were going to cause to not only troops for American troops on the ground or, you know, Euro European troops on the ground, but, but for their own people, for the people who aren't committing any crimes, for the people who are just, you know, bound by faith and believe solely in, in their God and for the most part, leave people alone. It, that's not that that is not what we're trying to glorify we're not trying to glorify this you know killing of muslims no one wants to do that i mean well that's not true i'm sure some people want to do that but those people aren't in this film those people aren't navy seals navy seals are some of the some of the best socom operatives we have they they are first tier special operations special forces excuse me and to think that one of them is just going to be like you know the regular people that you're sitting next to in class you know in your day-to-day -day life is is ignorant because they're not they're not at all they've been trained and drilled into their head of, of you know the enemy and how to take out the enemy and, and do it very effectively so you know yeah it was the enemy in the film muslim people in a way yeah well yeah i guess i mean in the sense that they happen to be muslims i mean do, do we need a backstory for every every movie that's ever come out now like we have to go back to like oceans 11 and be like wait a second what was everyone's religion because it's very important suddenly very very important suddenly no it's not it doesn't really matter i mean it's not the fact that they're muslim they didn't name the movie you know american sniper kills muslims it's just american sniper and not only is is it surprising to me that they're gonna you know call it a seal and say like oh man this is this is so shocking and surprising but but it's a very very patriotic movie right now many americans adore this film i mean many more don't you know obviously but many people just see this this man as a, a true hero a true a true wartime hero that was lost unfortunately to the aftermath of war rather than actual war itself and it's not like a muslim kills the, chris kyle it's not what happens it's a normal american that is actually a, a veteran marine that had some issues up in the head that's if it, if, if he would if muslim had killed him and he had been killing muslims the whole thing i can understand you trying to argue the plot of you know religious no, I guess just, I guess you know this religious war that you know, in my opinion, you're trying to promote by saying that you feel uncomfortable by it. I mean, what is that? What is that solving? What are you solving by getting it removed from campus? Nothing. Just don't go watch the film. That's your right. You have the right not to watch it, but you also have the right to watch it. You also have the right to your opinion, and I value your opinion. I value the fact that you were even you even had the courage to to contact your university president president. But here's the thing, and this is my point. I don't value the university for adhering to it at all.
I don't, I don't think that they should be adhering to one student who happens to be Muslim's complaint. Uh, on the one hand, they're restricting the video, the, the movies that are being shown on one campus. Campus. And on the other hand, they're restricting what you can say on or off campus. It's two very, very obvious examples of having our rights infringed upon, and no one seems to notice or care, of course. But she does. She does notice, and I respect that, and I respect her opinion. And I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to finish up her, her another quote here from her. She goes on throughout the, the essay talking pretty much about how she's very uncomfortable. And, and this is how she sums it up. And this is a quote. I would like to clarify that this is not an attempt at censorship. Wrong. But an affirmation of my right to feel safe in my body and identity wherever I may be, including this campus. Freedom of speech should not come at the expense of anyone's humanity and the right to be viewed, talked about, and treated with basic respect and dignity. That's funny. The university agreed with her. They took the movie at, uh, off, off the out of the campus theater, correct? But if you look at this, it's a complete, complete double standard. Because she's Muslim, and because... She's currently a part of the the group that is, I, I guess, most discriminated against, probably. She, she gets her way, but the overprivileged white kid who got drunk and yelled some something heinous gets expelled. She consciously typed out a letter and sent it into her president. This guy was just drunk. He's getting expelled. She's getting her way. It's, it doesn't make any sense. They're, they're pretty much for the same reason. Freedom of speech and how it shouldn't limit or come at the expense of rights. Here's here's where I lose her though. And she, she says it should not come at the expense of anyone's humanity and right to be viewed. The whole point of freedom of speech is that you, that you can be viewed any fucking way possible. That, that's, that, that is literally the point. So I can say whatever I want and there's, it's not like I'm attacking your race specifically. It's not even, it's like, like the movie put your name in there, you know, for one minute and was just like, oh, well, make sure that, you know, she dies first. That that would be a whole different situation. Now you're now you're talking about a hate crime and now you have a reason to be upset. But just a patriotic movie about a Navy SEAL. But if it's a racist slur towards someone else, it's it's some it's grounds for ex being expelled. It's ground for at the very least being suspended. It doesn't seem to make much sense to me. She says right in her quote, it shouldn't come at the expense of anyone's humanity or right to be viewed. Meanwhile, University of Oklahoma chooses to throw their college students under the bus at the expense of their freedom of speech and it affects the way they're viewed. It, it, as well as the rest of their life, obviously. But, you know, just to, just to go right off her quote, it shouldn't come at the expense of anyone's humanity and right to be viewed. That, that university completely demolishes their the way they're viewed, as well as their humanity and their ability to to have opinions and have emotions and, and have their own stupid way of you know thinking about things. And if that's going to be a racist way, 
that's 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 it it's gonna be a little racist way but once again it's still freedom of speech and you still can't just tell someone they can't speak that way or do something because you set up some kind of odd rule that only applies to your institution i mean probably applies to multiple multiple institutions but for, for the lack of example i'll just say just it applies to your institution singularly well then how is this young lady getting what she would like from from university by arguing the same thing that oklahoma is robbing these young men of she also continues to, after right to be viewed talked about and treated with basic respect and dignity you think that these kids these young gentlemen are being treated with respect and dignity right now absolutely not they weren't even treated with respect by their own institution some of you, some of you out there are going to say well they don't deserve any respect they're, they're racists well you don't deserve any respect because you're not racist then it makes no difference to, to, to the individuals it's all about perspective what some people call racism other people call you know beliefs some people call police other people call call racism it doesn't matter they're interchangeable that's why we have freedom of speech is so we we can uh, discuss it and so we can say what we want S racial slur or not racial slur you know movie or not movie it doesn't matter we're allowed to to say these things and people are allowed to view them to be so ignorant that you because i would i would put money down that she has never seen the movie because it, it has nothing in my opinion, against Muslims in it. They just happen to be of that religious faith. There's just, what is the big deal? What is the big deal? Not only that, but you have the audacity to tell me that you're trying to clarify that it's not an attempt at censorship. Oh, it 100% is censorship, first of all. And that you don't feel that... You know, you feel that your right to feel safe in your body. First off, that's not a right. No one ever gave you. There's no right that says, well, you have the right to feel safe. No, un no, unfortunately not. That'd be really nice, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, just because just because you want it to be that way doesn't mean it's just going to suddenly bend to your will. Well, actually, I guess it will in this situation. <laughs> but she, she has the audacity to say she, it makes her feel unsafe. Well, if that's the case, then I would really like her to just, and, and I hate when people say this usually, but it's true in this situation, I would really like her to go to Afghanistan or Iraq. Wherever her family has been from, wherever they they hail from originally, go back there and tell me that it's, that you feel more safe there than you feel on a college campus here in the United States. Because if you tell me that you feel more safe there, that's just because you haven't stepped on an IED yet. So just wait until your legs get blown off and then tell me how safe you feel in your own body when you only have half of it left. This gentleman, Chris Kyle, actually took that risk. You're some, some young woman on a college campus with in some kind of self-entitlement and you believe that because, because you believe it that everyone else you know, should, should adhere to your will. No, they shouldn't. Now... Freedom of speech doesn't protect you in any way. So using it as an example to feel safe or to feel right in your body, that doesn't that doesn't even that doesn't even contrast because it has they have nothing to do. They're completely uncorrelated. Freedom of speech is freedom of speech. 
It's the ability to say whatever you want. That's why the script in the movie you know, is written the way it is because he had the freedom to write it that way. It's not just because it was written that way doesn't mean that we have to adhere and, and remove a, a film from a college from a university campus for, for one individual. And if we if we're if we're talking about an entire group of individuals is protesting outside of the president's office, okay, take the movie down because clearly it's really unliked by the, you know the people that attend your university. But don't ever, ever use freedom of speech as an excuse to get your way unless it's literally about freedom of speech. When I say that your rights are infringed upon, I don't mean it in the sense that, you know, I think that I, I deserve more rights than someone else. I think we all deserve the same amount of rights and I think we all deserve the ability to talk about it. And yet, I'm a white male and a modern America that is consistently is consistently experiencing reverse racism. But of course, if you're someone that, uh, uh, if you're someone that's not white and you listen to me right now, you're like, whatever. What does he know? What do you know? Nothing. Just like me, nothing. In today's current society, you can't say that by the color of your skin, you understand racism more than someone else because nowadays racism is prominent for most people and it's the same thing with chris kyle it doesn't make him a racist for being a white gentleman that shot a muslim it makes you racist for calling him a racist and the sooner people realize that the sooner we'll get out of this whole mess and this is a gentleman that has done so much he sacrificed not only his time money and mental health for this country but he also sacrificed more than he needed to he didn't do a one contract four years and then got out of the military no he stayed in longer because he believed in in keeping his friends safe he believed in keeping americans safe and he believed that these people that they were the enemy was truly awful and he wanted to help rid them of this earth Show of hands if you think fucking terrorists are awful. If you're not raising your hand, you're probably a terrorist. And if you are, hey, stop listening to my podcast because I don't want to be stabbed. But seriously, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane how you can go so black and white off of something as simple as the, the religious denomination of the individual making the statement. Or even the color of that person's skin. And it's usually worked in you know worked against people of different you know races throughout history depending on whatever part of history we were in it depends on what race was you know being discriminated against or what group was being discriminated against but regardless it's, it's all the same at the end of the day no matter what i mean all those all those groups previously that mean the japanese were imprisoned and and during world war ii in camps and they bounced back within two years two three years as a people were right back in regular society, normal. It's normally functioning adults, not complaining, didn't need any government subsidies. They ended up getting some, didn't need them, didn't ask for them, didn't complain until they got them. Didn't try to get them because they, you know, because they were Asian. Didn't even think, that didn't even, that thought didn't even like exist yet. <laughs> oh, I deserve stuff because I'm a minority. I mean, no one deserves anything. Minority, majority, 
I mean, whatever already else you got in there, it doesn't matter. It's all the same rights. It's it's all it, it's all being infringed upon, and it's just ignoring it because discrimination is so important. I guess because finding a reason to argue or something that's pointless is more entertaining than actually objectively looking at the issues that we have and solving them. Which is why we created this podcast. We've created this podcast to, 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 to start the dialogue, to start the narrative. And I'm not saying I'm correct. I'm just telling you my opinion based upon my my perspective of, of the situation. I could be 100% wrong. It doesn't matter because it's just an opinion. I'm not stating it as facts. I'm stating it as this is what I believe and here's my reasons. This time I, I'd like to extend that opportunity out to you guys. I'll, uh, I'll reread our original question that we we're supposed to be trying to answer tonight. Why have so many American institutions of higher learning limited our intellectual freedom and retreating to fear of freedom? And I think the answer is simple, because these universities are not only in power and able to do so, but they're also terrified, terrified of discrimination and of disrespecting the wrong group, because that's a media stunt. Safe bet is to just avoid the media altogether. But as soon as the media is involved, not, we're not talking about the fact that these students say a word that's just a word and that, that is literally it. Instead, we talk about the fact that the word that they use was extremely bad. And that these kids are just bad people pretty much. It doesn't seem like a rational way to deal with someone's opinion. Them see the difference, help them see the light. So, if you want to say it like that, show them why their perspective is either ignorant or, I mean, com combative towards a certain, you know, any group in reality. If you're black or if you're white and you don't like white or black people, guess what? You're you're a racist. It doesn't matter the color of your skin if you just if you hate another group you're still racist or if you don't like gay people no matter what it's some form of discrimination and to allow that discrimination to happen is is one thing that that's i mean at the very least the, these students and this this young muslim student should be reminded that you, what your rights aren't they're not just something that you can just take away from someone not in america that, that's our whole point and yet it's still happening and there's no one to blame but ourselves and after so much time do you really think that we'll actually notice a difference i mean i really don't i don't think we'll have any idea that i don't think we'll have an idea that we have no rights until we literally wake up one day going well fuck how the fuck did this happen? And universities might just be that first step to that. And talking about it openly now could 
possibly prevent them from steering in that direction. I would hope. And at the very least, if we talk about it now and make it a discussion, we can steer them that way. They won't steer them themselves. We can steer them that way. Because we're not going to be the youngest generation, well, not the youngest, but we're not going to be this young of a generation forever. Eventually, we will be in a position of power. But do you all want to wait that long for there to be changes? Do you want to have to wait until your, your kid's going to college to have an affordable, cost-effective, reasonable college tuition as well as a solid education to go with it? I don't. On that note, we're going to wrap it up for tonight. We answered our initial question and we discussed a little bit. Now I'm going to open up the narrative to you guys. I want you to send me your comments, your your opinions of this subject. And anything that I discussed tonight is, is, is fair game. Also, feel free to send your own topics in. We have some pretty awesome shows coming up. I mean, we're, we're just launching the podcast, so we're going to hit some of the more, most controversial topics right away. And as, as we just kind of roll along here, we're going to grab some guests. If you're interested in doing that, you can also, you know, refer to our website, thewidegenerationpodcast.com, to send in your own submission. You, you can send it in about something that you think would be a good topic to discuss, or you can send it in about being a guest on the show, and we'll, we'll give you a call, and we'll put you right on the show and get your opinion. If you have any additional comments, you can always refer to my email. It's also right on the site, no problem. You can go to my Facebook facebook.com slash tprince003587. I'm always available to talk to anyone who's a fan or hates me. I mean, I don't really give a shit. I want to hear your opinion. So feel free to contact me. And that's going to do it for tonight. I'm your host, Tyler Prince. This has been a great episode of The Wire Generation. Great kickoff episode. And we'll see you next time. Reminding all of you to continually ask why.